But when you get a couple of bad chips, you're like, how was my technique on that chip? And I was like, holy shit, who thinks about chipping technique? Total, total assholes that miss. Yeah, old guys, total assholes that suck at golf. Who thinks about their stroke on a six footer? Like, oh my God, this is a disaster. So I've got to mentally like pull in my full yeah. Connor Murphy here for the next yeah. couple. May 12th, dude. Peg at May 12th. I was hoping to get in the PGA yeah. the next week, but if I win the Nelson, I'm still in the PGA. And if I somehow yeah. win the Nelson, I won't show my face again until Augusta. I'll be ready for that. <laughs> Back to the grind. I'm your host, Ryan French. Today's episode is JJ Colleen. The guy is great, wonderful, talks about all sorts of topics, funny, insightful, all over the map. I think I asked more questions the entire pod, but well worth a listen. He's president of Red Feather, a new uh, golf course in Lubbock, and does lessons online, does lessons in person, plays in section events, drinks a lot of beer. We cover it all. Before we get into it, just want to thank Good Walk Coffee. Been a sponsor of mine for over a year. Goodwalkcoffee.com, promo code FIREPIT, 20% off anything. So goodwalkcoffee.com, promo code FIREPIT. And without further ado, here is JJ Colleen. Yeah, but I haven't had a Bud Ice in a while or a Four Loco, yeah. so I don't know. St. Arnold, uh, St. Arnold Art Car, that's a great one. That's a great one. And then uh, just, I mean, the kind of the goat, just mm-hmm. PBR that we started off mm-hmm. with. So, I mean, dude, this is a, uh, this is quite, you know what? I don't think I've had this evil dankster. This is a new one. Definitely haven't had that one. Uh, All right, yeah. To give the people some uh, understanding of what happened, I found a, a liquor store in Lubbock, Texas that, that delivered beer. I had 97 fucking calls with him. They said, I, I put in JJ. They called me back and said, we have to have his full name. And I was like, what? I, yeah, I don't know. His fucking name was JJ. And so then they called back and were like, JJ wasn't home. And I was like, well, I don't know, man. I was like, can you just leave it on the doorstep? And they said, yeah, but we're already back. And then JJ sent me a message that he was actually home. Yeah, I was home, dude. I was expecting you said urgent delivery. I was there. I had my yep. daughter signed for it. It was fine. <laughs> Oh, perhaps let just PBR and I'm, Let's go I'm drinking Jack and Coke. Um, so yeah. Oh, Woo. PBR. That's a good way PBR to get your day great. going. First meal of the so first how many, calorie of the day. What, what app do you use JJ and how many uh, have you had? Oh, well I became, this is more about quality than quantity, right? Right. I, I, I'm not yeah. going to. I'm not going to I'm not going to post every single time I drink a beer like some people do because it, it would just get a little out of hand and alarming yeah. if you will. So right. um I use Untapped. Some people use Beer Advocate, but I started in 2019 and I probably had I think I just hit over a thousand in 3 years. Different different ones. So different mm-hmm. about about a different one a day or whatever. So my neighbor, awesome guy, um he was firefighter. Now he's kind of moved up the ranks, but you know, three days he'd be on 24 hour shifts and then he'd be off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, dude, I will buy all the, all the brewing equipment if you <laughs> yeah. make it. And he's like fired yeah. up. He's like, yes. And he's like, you know, meticulous about it. And I mean, 
they're fucking terrible. Like the first cut, like three <laughs> batches. And we were like so excited because it's got to ferment and age. And I mean, we're yeah. talking, we're talking freaking months. And like, you know, we got impatient. We opened one and like, we're like, oh, you know, we were, we were trying to like bullshit each other. Like this is a mouthful and the aroma, like I smell the whatever notes, the, <laughs> and we looked at each other and we were like, this is fucking terrible, man. Like, yeah. so they all had names. I think our first one was like, man, like, Tijuana gutter cat or something like that. They all had pretty yeah, good names like yeah. that. And another one was, I, I can't remember. We live on Nashville Avenue, Nashville set of Montezuma's revenge. It was like Nashville Avenue revenge because our stomachs <laughs> felt the same way for like two weeks after we drank it. And I, and then, then we tried like crazy stuff. We thought we were, we were so good. We had all these like different things brewing at once. Yeah. We thought we were so good. We put in like all these crazy ingredients and it just got it worse. And I think somehow like the ABV went up to like 58% on some of them. <laughs> Dude, it was just like literally burning. Like, like I've done that blazing wing challenge before at Buffalo Wild Wings where you can like. It wasn't as bad up, as that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're like upper, you can like sniff your upper lip for like two days after you do it. It just like singes the hairs off of it. Like there was so much like acid and alcohol, whatever was in it. Dude like my, our lips were on fire. Like it, it turned it in more of like a chemistry situation, science experiment than actual beer drinking. And it was, it was a tough scene. Having said that we made one that was pretty bad, but that was our, that was our best one. So I got all the equipment yeah. here still, but I'm not a brewmaster. Yeah. All right. Let's start with red feather. Like how did it become a thing? How long have you worked on it, JJ? Like what, what are your, what's your role? All that kind of stuff. How, how did it start? First of all, it's like yeah, a so, drunken so, night and you're like, this place, no, we need to have no. a nice place. Yeah. Love it. No, I am not. I am not the mastermind. That's for sure. So like my buddy, my buddy, Brad Ralston, he's an entrepreneur, probably like five, six years older than me. He's become like one of my really, really good buddies and good golfer. You know, we went on, I met him. I think we went on a trip to the masters like six years ago when I moved back to Lubbock. Um, we got a really good group of buddies and Dude, Lubbock, like a lot of people don't know. So like where I live, West Texas, Drive Ranch Pro, Lubbock, Texas has like close to 300,000 people. So decent sized town. And we have Lubbock Country Club, which has like a gazillion golf members, like tough to get a tee time, fun little course, but just like there's a necessity, especially on the other, you know, mm -hmm. they're way north side of town, south side of town for another country club. There's a couple others uh, that are fun. Some are a little more country than club type of situation, <laughs> but but, uh, I mean, the porn it, it doesn't matter. The porn yeah, star and, uh, oh yeah. no, dude. Oh, that's Reese. Reese is not a country club. Like Reese mm -hmm. is where I play. I play most of my golf at Reese. I think I, I I've shot, I broke, I broke 60 there like seven times or something one summer. <laughs> I mean, there's no sand traps. The signature <laughs> hole has a porn shop and a fireworks stand. And like, if you play it during like fireworks season, it's, it's going man. And then yeah. like, you know, you'll see, you know, I'll be like filming the porn star hole and everybody's like, yo, you can't film those cars, man. What if there's on the internet? I was like, dude, all the rookies park in the front of the porn. Yeah. Shop. Like yeah. Vets, I mean, if you, the Wiley vets are yeah. in the back, man. <laughs> yeah. If you go, if you go to a porn shop and, and park up front, that's on you that you're on some sort of camera. Yeah. And, and one of them was like this firework warehouse and it was like a spectacle. And then I don't know if a bunch of fireworks went off in the middle of the night or like a big windstorm pushed it over, but the thing just exploded on a whim. And uh, it's still there, like in, in ashes. So they opened up a little shack next to that. So yeah, that's kind of the signature hole that ties it together. That Club Pro guy always sponsors in that Carney Cup. But whatever, yeah. that doesn't matter. Let's talk about uh, Red, Red Feather. Kind of like the OG of, not the OG, but it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, so my buddy Brad, um, 
you know, big time entrepreneur. He knew we needed a golf course, especially a really, really good one. Um, and King Collins, we kind of, you know, just kind of tentatively talked about it. And he's like, you know, what do you think we should do? Who should we talk to? Like, where to even start? I mean, dude, that's a, it's very difficult to build a golf course, right? And there's people that look mm -hmm. that have infinity money and it takes them years and years and years to figure out how to do it. And yeah. I mean, we did this thing on a flat cotton field and we interviewed King Collins, who's kind of famous for Sweeten's Cove, which is built on a flat, just piece of grass, right? That's it, right? Just a field and beautiful, huge terrain, things like that. So we talked to a couple of groups and they were like, they were our guys. Um, I mean, Brad, Brad, like kind of loved them. Good dudes. And man, we started this thing in July of last year. Um, we're able to get Garrett Holt, who at the time was the assistant at Shady Oaks, which is a really famous club that went through a big time redo in Fort Worth. It's where Ben Hogan grew up playing. He built, uh, Garrett built both TPC San Antonio courses. Um, he's worked at Barton Creek. He helped with uh, TPC Scottsdale. And he's like, you know, five years younger than me, kind of fit our vibe, good dude. And another good group of guys, Nick and Carson, we, that are on his team. One, another guy came from Shady, one, another from Dallas National. So these guys have got it, man. So Brad's like, he's like, dude, I want a club. You go to a golf course, you know, if it's a private club, public, whatever, like you're there to have a good time. Like dress code, like that, that just sucks. Like, you know, I mean, if you're going to pay money to be somewhere, who are we to tell you like how to dress or whatever? So, mm -hmm. I mean, assuming you have clothes on you can, you can play, you can tee off. He's like, no tee times, no, whatever. It's just like, use your brain. So, you know, 350 members, 75 national, we just started membership and it's been, it's been awesome. Um, we are officially starting to send some documents out. So like redfeathergc.com is, is where a lot of the people are like going to the bottom, just writing, Hey, give me, send me, send me more information, things like that. And we're only going to have 75 national memberships and we were going to have the casitas, you know, with bathrooms, all that sort of, sort of stuff. And dude, it's, it's shocking in a good way. How many people from like DFW and things like that have already, have already joined. So it's been badass. So super lucky to have a good team there. We should have some practice stuff. I think open later this year, of course will be open next year. Innovation Zoysia, triple seven bent, no cart paths. I mean, you just send it a couple of tee boxes are hidden. You just send it over the green. You just played. I mean, it's awesome, dude. And like, I mean, I'm on the website. It's like, Awesome food. I mean, but it's just super laid back. I mean, that obviously is missing in golf, especially on the high end, higher end courses, right? Like it's yeah. fucking, you know, you got the wrong socks, pants, shoes, your golf cart is the wrong color, whatever. Like, I mean, it's just missing on that side of golf. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, here comes I, my I, dog who just got a nose job. So, well, man, he's gonna I, interrupt I was following the situation on Twitter. I'm, I'm glad that he's I'm glad that he's all right. He defend he defended the house loyal to the soil. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy's amazing. There's Annie. Say hi to JJ. Hi, hey, JJ. how's it going? Good. Cool. All right. Go, go. But I'm glad your dog's I'm glad your dog is a warrior. Yeah. yeah. He's, he was wagging his tail when he was about to get his nose stitched. Hey, Annie, I'm on a podcast. He's tough. It's okay. Yep. Annie, I'd rather yeah. talk to you, but I'll talk to your dad, whatever. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So, like, uh, 18 holes, how long, JJ? How, how like, the distance-wise or till yeah, it opens? Distance. Yeah, distance. Dis 
dude, we're right. We had it at like six, nine, 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 just to prove a point. Like you can build yeah. a great golf course under 7,000. And yeah, yeah. I love the variety. So like this scares people when I tell them like we have a 700 yard par five and yeah. Lubbock's at elevation. And so they're like 3000 feet, but we're windy. Not, I mean, we're obviously can get windy here, but the predominant wind on this hole is downwind and it sounds crazy, but people are going to be able to reach it. Um, yeah. And then on the same nine, we have a 99 yard par three. So, I mean, dude, just awesome variety. A couple holes you can send it on. Uh, King Collins thinks the best finish in golf, if you could just create a course from a blank slate, is a drivable four, a short three, and a reachable five. They're like, yeah. that's just the best way to end a match, right? No matter what yeah. it is, if it's a press, if it's, you know, a tournament, yeah. like action can no happen. Right. Yeah, and it's in the course is playable, right? The green complexes are the most challenging part, but every single fairway touches each other. So like, it, it looks like it'll, it, it looks like something that's carved out of like a Canyon on a flat field. That's been there for like a hundred years, but whatever hole you just play, the next hole is a continuation of it where the back end of the tee back into the green just rolls into the next tee and it does it on every single hole. And then every fairway connects. It's, it's cool, man. I think people are going to, oh. I think people are going to absolutely love it. All skill levels will have a good time playing it and can't wait to, uh, can't wait to start uh, playing golf on it, man. It's fun to watch the process, but I think everybody's tired of just like looking at dirt every day. They're like, we need some grass, like ASAP. Is that, is that the hardest thing, JJ? Is like, I mean, obviously you've been in the golf business. You're, I mean, playing or whatever your whole life. Has it been kind of eye-opening to see a course built from like day one to, I mean, it's not day one of opening yet, but like just that process Yeah, from, I mean, it's you know, every single day. Dude, I, we are so, I mean, Garrett, Garrett Holt, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the luckiest guy ever. Cause Brad, you know, he just, he want whatever he has to do to get it done right and be successful and the best it can, like for Lubbock and really everywhere around Texas, all these national members, he's like, do it. I don't care what it is. Do it. Like as a motto, he's like, you know, and a lot of the clubs are like this. He goes, you know, we can, we're going to get you whatever you want but we're going to charge you for it. You know what I mean? Like if, if Ryan shows up and he wants his car washed and a lobster roll in the third hole, it's going to happen. Like he's going to owe us $600 when he's done, but God dang it, it's going to happen. And, yeah. and, but I mean, that's, that's kind of the vibe. And Garrett has, I mean, from building a course, like, I mean, it just drainage is so important, you know, water, having access to everything, got to hit a time frame because your grow season. I mean, we're not in Hawaii. We can't grow grass 12 months a year. So like yeah. everything has got to be meticulous done. GPS, GPS sprinkler system. I mean, dude, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be the real deal. There's a real estate kind of outside of it. And I think all the golf course lots are, are gone. There's only 22 on there and they're only on three holes. So nothing interior. It's kind of like on the outside, but in the community type type deal mm -hmm. where golf is obviously still first, but a cool community where some, some folks will have some, some sweet pads on there, but it's, it's fun, man. And like, the, like we said, it's, it's, it's a laid, it's a laid back, you know, scenario. And what do you want to do when you show up to a golf course? I mean, I understand golf is meant to be miserable, but if it can be like <laughs> fun and you can yeah. chill and relax, I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your, I mean, what, what's the day to day for you once everything gets rolling, JJ? Yeah. So I, uh, I started, I was kind of been like, you know, helping my buddy Brad for I don't know, like over, over a year, but we, uh, I started like full-time in November. So my role is president of the whole, of the whole kind of thing. 
um, the whole operation in general. So we're going to hire a head pro. We're going to hire a golf staff. We'll hire food and beverage. We'll hire, I mean, agronomy, obviously Garrett's got that covered. Um, Maddie Irwin, who's handling like our marketing and memberships right now, we've hired her, but just, I'm like the 10,000 foot guy that hangs out with everybody and tries to get stuff, whatever, whatever I need to do to get done to start the project. So right now it's a lot of admin stuff. I mean, it's all it is for me. I mean, I love going out there every day and, you know, talking to everybody, flying the drone, learning as much as I can. But I mean, we're totally screwed if I'm in charge of anything (laughs) golf construction wise. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it's realistic. You can can post videos of like, I mean, you can post videos of you standing on a piece of dirt trying to like hit hit the green and walk. Well, yeah, dude, and it's the coordination of it. I mean, obviously, I want to bring awareness to the project and try to get us to sell out all our memberships, you know, before we open, which I think will be awesome and reasonable because we don't have that many. It's a smaller club, but, you know, that just coordination of it in general, trying to get things done to get it open. I mean, you know, we have like Garrett, we're filling up the irrigation tank, six million gallons, um, one of them just so we can start our greens mix on time. And then there's, you know, there's coordination, some other well water, things like that, getting in there to that innovation Zoysia. You probably played on Zoysia, you know, I mean, you know, golf now you've been on every course traveling all over the place. It's like, it's a a superior grass, right? But it's slow growing, super slow growing. So all that shit's got to be dialed before that goes in. But it's, it's fun, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, it sounds awesome. And, and you guys have always, I mean, you and JP are all playing, like trying to be, oh, into a beer. What are we having, JJ? What is this? Uh, St. Arnold Art Car. This is kind of an OG to Texas. Um, okay. I'm trying to really get my palate wrecked before I have to drink this Bud Ice because this thing's yeah. going to be, yeah. I just, I want to have no taste buds, essentially. The, when I, no, when I have to for people down. listening, the Bud Ice costs $1.99. $1.99. Yeah. The big one. There it it's is. A tr- I didn't even the, know. I mean, at Michigan State, that's what like people who were down on their luck, you know, went into like the oh. I mean, the grocery store. Does this look like the face it. of someone lucky that's about to drink this Bud Ice right here, bro? I mean, <laughs> not it's not twenty four ounces; it's twenty five ounces. They give you an extra ounce <laughs> yeah. just to punish Three you like, a little more. For a dollar ninety nine. Like, yeah, it's what is that John Candy where he eats the steak? He's like, I'm done. He's like, No, you got to eat the fat too, bro. Like we're not we're not done. You've got one ounce of the hot shit bottom of the beer left mixed with 80 percent saliva that's basically what this is and he sent me a four loco like fake poulter is trying to i mean i, I appreciate yeah. the the variety that's always nice mixing yeah. it up but this is a this is a this is like a freaking cocktail of death right here yeah this yeah is, this is, this is, i was just accident. clicking on it like with no sense whatsoever i was just like oh and, and uh ollie's yeah, called I, could, me I could barely t- I, I could barely tell yeah. Total shocker. Uh, is JP is JP hitting you up for a membership? Is JP going to be at the Red Fest, or is just going to be like the guy who like hits up every member for free rounds all the time? Oh, America's guest, John Peterson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, when I'm not carrying for the people podcasts, I am. Yeah. Uh, I am letting him ride my coattails. No, Petey's awesome, dude. <laughs> he gets like he's he was buddies with. I don't know if everyone was kind of like scared of him or what but he's buddies with everybody on the freaking deal i mean most guests we have i mean every yeah. guest that i get for for the people they've streaked the u.s open naked um they eat drink <laughs> hey, their semen hey, speaking of that speaking of that i had yeah. a source at the pga championship who said that connor might have shown up at the fucking at the pga and he didn't 
You like, mean in Austin there... when I was there? Yeah. I yeah. was going to reach out to him, dude, just to like check in on him and see what he's up to. But I had a buddy caddy for me that's friends with him. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, dude, I, that was my first year in the, we could talk about that later, but that was my first year in the PGA section. And I didn't want to be like one and done because now that like, I'm not a like full-time playing professional and that's yeah, like our yeah. major, that'd be a tough scene. That'd be like winning the masters the first year and can go back every year. But like, you can't, you can't even go back ever again, except yeah. not winning the masters, yeah. missing the cut. <laughs> like right. basically. Like, like but, you shoot but, 69 yeah. on the final day to win the PGA professional championship and Dr. Connor shows up on the fucking oh, green is not, oh. not ideal. Oh, dude. I mean, he's, he's, uh, I didn't, somebody might've seen him there. I don't know. I didn't see him, but I think he's back to his modeling stuff and things like that. And he was, he's an interesting pod, man. I mean, I know that you did a story. Actually, we have you to thank or blame for the whole thing because I think some, I mean, whatever people probably send you like hundreds of photos. Some of them where people even have their clothes on and like you're sitting there and he's got his freaking shopping cart. (laughs) He's got his, (laughs) it's not even a push cart. Yeah, yeah, he's a wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a wagon with just like loose clubs like all over yeah. the place. I mean, and what then, I always what I always say about that though, JJ, is like like he's obviously, you know, crazy, but he yeah. set that shit up for the US Open, you know, five months prior or whatever at that Monday qualifier. You know, it's like kid was the kid the dude was playing chess. We we're all playing checkers, dude. That guy no, he that yeah, guy was I mean, the curve. Yeah, he he uh that was an interesting situation and a lot of the stuff that he said made sense and you know what's crazy about the whole entire deal and everybody's kind of read uh you know Morgan Hoffman's deal on some of that stuff but that's that's what he was talking about to an extent obviously yeah. like you know whatever the holistic health stuff but what yeah. I the thing that's that's crazy about the scorecard, I think he fired like a 126 or something like that. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. like he just ran. He just ran out of holes, as our followers would say, like <laughs> every time we see a bad score, like one of our guys on for the people early was like, it's not that I played bad, bro. I just ran out of holes like there's only fucking yeah, yeah. 18 holes. Like how unfair yeah. is that? Like if I could have got another, right. you know, five, six thousand holes, I might have had a chance to yeah. make yeah. magic happen. Yeah. So, so he runs out of holes, fires a 126 with like at least one or at least one or two birdies and like a 27 on a hole. And I was like, all right, so obviously you can play if you're making a couple birds, birds or whatever. And he played college. So I mean, his swing is good, dude. I mean, in like, like in the, in the. Oh yeah, it's perfect. You know, he's got an amazing swing and I don't, I don't know if you like listened to any, you probably didn't subject yourself to that, but his bag, he he, he had, he had like a 1949 Gene Sarazen driver, you know, that he would use on some holes. He had a putter that you could put right or left-handed. He had like three left-handed clubs in the bag and you know, there was a hole and I forget how, I forget what happened, but somebody, he said before the round even started, he called for a ruling before the round started and asked if he could play without shoes on. So they like shoes off. Like he wanted to not wear shoes during the qualifier. Like, I mean, it's obviously not a penalty, but it's like, just to let everybody know, this is the way this is going to go down today. So he, he called, he calls for a ruling before the qualifier starts. And the guy's like, yeah, you don't have to wear shoes. Like you just figured, you know, the guy's got blisters, like gout, like who knows what's happening. It's like, no, no shoes. Like one with the earth type of scenario. Uh, 
he's a badass story. His caddy, he found, he wanted to loosen up. So he went to top golf at like 1am the night before and met some dude that was the bartender and that guy caddied for him. <laughs> and, and, but I mean the, the 26 hole, he tried to happy Gilmore it and drive this green. That was like three fifty eight carry like into the fan. And he, he's a specimen dude. He's like six, five and yeah. yoked. So he yeah, could yeah, send it. Yeah. And I think whatever yeah. on the 12th ball, it got over and he got it up and down or whatever, whatever it was, but that was it, man. It was just, a, it was a never say die thing. It wasn't necessarily bad swings. It's just, it was a never say die scenario. Well, but. do you remember watching the U S open when that went down and you're like, Holy shit, that's Dr. Connor Murphy. Well, everybody was losing their mind. And I, for, I yeah. mean, you probably did too. Like instantly, I was like, yep. how could I potentially be liable for what is about to transpire right here? <laughs> like, that's what I was like. People are like, yeah. ah, Petey and JJ, the enablers. I was like, no, man. I was like, did like, we're not a fact-based research data center by any stretch, but, but you know, I'll talk to anybody about anything in the chain and, and just absolutely yeah. piss me laced of you're like playing through every every sentence he said on the podcast like oh shit did he plan this on our podcast oh yeah yeah did he say like yeah just to let you guys know on whatever hole because i was like there's a good chance we blacked out i could remember it and i was like oh (laughs) no i was like pd dude what it like what happened did we it was like he's like ah no we're good man we're good i think he went home that day so that was that was the end of that but that dude that was that was a spectacle man i i like talking golf is such a crazy ass game like i know you like posting scores of dudes that fire like a gazillion in the qualifiers yeah. and you're he like, shot what? 135 is the new high yeah is that what he shot when or is somebody else did no 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 this is like a guy in the pre-qualifier of uh oh, oh the so, Mexico Open, actually. yeah so like you need to call that guy translator whatever and be like dude yep. what what exactly i mean what happened well, yeah, yeah, like like when did you feel as if, you know, it was out of grasp qualifying yeah. essentially? Like when, I yeah. mean, cuz that's cuz that's the equivalent of like, you know, somebody that is about can barely, you know, sitting on their couch eating Cheetos like going through like an NBA tryout. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like there's no equivalent in sports. It's there's there's yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing there's nothing. there. Nothing. So, so I mean, like, I want to talk to that guy. I want to talk to that guy and go, like, did he really, like, did he tee it up, like, just to, you know, to fuck with everyone, or did he tee it up, like, dude, I'm pretty good, and I think if I have my best round ever, I could probably get through, you know, like, I mean, was he grinding on the 17th hole when he was about to shoot 135, or was he like, oh man, not my day, maybe next week. I, I don't know. I feel as if we should bring him in. I feel I feel as if this is like the yeah. Ellen DeGeneres show where they bring in a guest because I'd love to <laughs> ask him what exactly. It could be the standard case if he ran out of holes, like for sure. Like he could have been, he could have fired, you know, nine consecutive rounds of 57 and made it dangerously close yeah, following, yeah. following what transpired. Maybe he just yeah. had a bad day on the greens. Like you just, you just yeah. don't know in those kind of scenarios, dude. I mean, I, yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm so mad. I mean, JJ, the guy had the guy had a perfect. I mean, it would have never, never, ever happened again in 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 golf, in a you know like in a pro event. The guy had missed an eleven for a perfect straight from three to thirteen. I mean, I don't know how the fuck he had two tens. So like on the second ten, how the fuck does he not miss the three footer to make it eleven? You know, he would have yeah. had three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen in one round, which is it would have never been met. Like no tiger 
record would have ever been no. close to that. No one would have no. ever touched that in the pro event again. Yeah, it's just like when you ask some of the greatest players, you know, they don't know what they're shooting. They're just like so in the zone. Like he was just so out of touch with what was transpiring. Like he didn't know history was happening and he accidentally, it's like a dude about to hit for the cycle. All he yep. needs is the double and he's so in the zone. He fucking yep. runs to third, just goes right past yep. second. It's like, what are you doing? Yep. What are you freaking yes. doing right there, yeah. man? I, I, I don't know. Right. But I mean, there's a money component too. So some people are like, you know, in, in, I'm hoping that your audience is as uneducated as ours because it's very much the case, but they're like, Oh, these guys, you know, playing, they shouldn't let these guys play. Yeah. It's like, dude, they let anybody play because it's $450 yeah. to freaking play. Yeah. Like if you want to, <laughs> exactly. if you want to pay for, like if it was a dollar, they'd have to like yeah. get some of this situation to play like resume, right. like right. you selected whatever. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's 450 bucks. Like they're just going to assume, you know what the hell you're doing for four yeah. $450. So I mean, yeah, and if and if there's four, I, I always everyone says that like, oh, they should vet them. Like, dude, there's, I mean, at the Honda Monday, there's or Waste Management Monday, there's nine pre qualifiers with eighty five players in each. What do you want, some dude like googling every player to make yeah. sure that they're okay? Like, I mean, no, you just take their four hundred and fifty bucks, and everybody Thank gets you. bank. I mean, yeah, like tee it up, buddy. Oh, here That's we go. But ice, everyone. So I mean. Do you do this, as this? How long since you've had a butt ice? I don't know. So for sure, it was after a, it was for sure. But, go, I mean, go get some. Get up. It's not like it's not like this is the most organized scenario on the planet. For God's sakes. No, no. Yeah, no. Go ahead. How long I since think you've last had a butt time ice? I did a last time I did a pod with you. I mean, it was. I think I had my daughter's like recording microphone where it was just like an echo <laughs> where it like changed your voice where you could like sound like a teeny bopper princess yeah. or whatever while you were singing. Uh, so I'm not. I don't know what happened, dude. But oh, I, I feel ice. like I I'm partly responsible. I mean, two percent for the four of the people. I was like, dude, you got to start your own podcast. Oh no, it's your responsible. Yeah, your fault. Responsible. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, dude, you're. Yeah, I'm glad you're. I mean, I I, I like your. I like y'all's network. That's a nice little. That's a nice. I mean, you got to have the variety going on, man. I mean, you got to have stories for the people, and this is rock bottom yeah. for you already. Like your plot. I know it was a re like a freaking full Jesus of Nazareth resurrection. You're gonna get back on track, and then you went straight rock bottom. I don't know if you just like couldn't top your last one, and you were just trying to see what happened, but here we are, here we are right here. Cause I'm usually a denier. I'm, I'm I used to go on like every single pod and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the, pro, the problem, no, but not in a bad way. I don't care, dude. But some of yeah. it, some of the guys, after they talk to me for like 10 minutes, they're like, Oh shit. Like this is not what they're, you know, they want to talk about like life on the tour. Like have you played with met tiger woods before played with tiger woods scenario. And I was like, don't want to play with him. Just kidding. I would want to play with Tiger Woods for sure. But I was uh, like, you're, I was like right. dude, you don't know what happened. All right, but I, here we go. Oh my God. All it right. smells, well, it's, it smells like the old urine trough from Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego where I grew up in the early 80s, except it's a little warmer. Yeah. And? I mean, it's terrible. There's no. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> There's no Perfect. denying it. I mean, it's 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 exactly what it's supposed to be. It's like they it, it, yeah. they are who we thought they were. Yeah. If yeah. you if you guys yeah. have never had butt ice, drive to the worst part of town that you live in, pass all the hookers, go and do yeah. the convenience store, grab yeah. back, whatever's back right in the cooler, back, back right, right cooler, or just the trough with melted ice in the front. Yeah. It's the it's the one <laughs> it's the one that nobody. 
that's yeah. the one they can't give and away. The, Don't even read yeah, it. Just grab cashier, it because that's it. And the cashier will automatically put it in a long brown bag for you. Not <laughs> even cashier, ask you. She's like, I got you. I got you. I know what you're looking for. I was like, give me that butt ice, girl. That's what I want. Whew. Man, this thing is. This is this is I, I don't you know how they like fantasy football leagues. You ever do fantasy football? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah. you know how la- last place should always should have this yeah. like catastrophic punishment for them being assholes and not putting any of their players in or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like they should have right. to delete a sixer yeah. of warm but yeah. ice. Yeah. yeah. I mean a, like yeah. that that would be a hell of like like if it was delete a sixer of warm but ice, pick yeah. out a tattoo. Like that's small, but the, you know the group gets to pick it out. You know, have to take the SATs on a perfectly perfectly good Saturday with a bunch of sixteen year olds. Like one of those three. Like what? What are you doing? Like like yeah, which one? I, I think I would do tattoo. I think I would so go would with tattoo. Yeah, tattoo. But, I mean, but if it, you drink blood ice, you have to like walk around downtown area, like where you know, like the people down on their luck who are drinking blood ice with you. I mean, you can't just like be at home having fun with blood ice, like. It's like, oh shit, my life is really in the gutter right now. <laughs> yeah, this I, is what does rock bottom taste like? Well, here it is, sir. And in it, in it, yeah, and in the ultimate irony, the tattoo that we picked out is a can of butt ice on your ass. So they're, they're, <laughs> you really should have, you really should have changed it up right there. That didn't quite work out the way that we wanted. Oh my god, dude. Oh, so, right. so I was in. Oh no, you have questions. I forgot. This is your podcast. No, I don't have questions. Like, no, no. Oh, no, you're no. unorganized want, like we are? Yeah, I don't. You, I don't have a single note. It's fucking dark in here. Oh, it is? Well, dude, you got your dog. You're, I mean, you're never say die. Oh, dog's, your dog's yeah, an OG dog's, for sure. He's, he's a gangster. He's feeling good. Yeah. So my dog, I, I have like a border collie that my sister found on the side of the road that's like Nail's dog. And then we have yep. one of those gourmet breed yeah, golden yeah. doodles. I've seen it. Yeah. That my kids put like peanut butter and gum and suckers and all this other stuff. And we have to buzz him once a year. And he just came back and he looks like just a four-legged penis right now. Like he is a disaster. <laughs> like I look at him and I'm like, what? A, like, it's just, I'm trying to figure. It looks like one of those like Siberian hairless cats, except it's an yeah. actual dog. And I was just like, yeah. I, this, I tried to like leave the door open for him to run away. I was like, bro, you're a struggle bus yeah, right now. But, but yeah. no, he can't, he can't. He's a good guy. Okay, so right. so I play I played in this. I hate to talk golf on a golf pod. It's so annoying. yeah. No, I'm I'm here. I'm here yeah, for it. I, I was going to ask. But you're used to like never say die scenarios and and. But this <laughs> is this is the this is the difference here. I uh whatever. So I play golf for a little bit, but the but I was doing all my PGA book work while I was doing qualifiers. You know, because I my status yeah. was going to end. Blah blah blah. Career in the golf industry, all all the same stuff, right? Like legitimate career that thing. So I got into this, uh, our section championship yeah. or all this other stuff. Like I was lucky to win that and got in the Nelson and we could talk about yeah. that later, but I was an alternate and, the, and these guys are good as shit, dude. The Northern Texas PGA, that's the section I'm in, right? There's like 40 something yep. PGA sections and I'm Northern yep. Texas, massive. So the top eight in this qualifier got in the PGA professional championship, right? It's not the PGA mm-hmm. For everybody yep. that's listening, but it's like think of the best club pros in the country, dude. The misconception that club pros can't play—they're freaking insane, True. man. I mean, oh my god! Like these, there's a bunch of—I mean, whatever. There's a bunch of young kids that are straight out of college that didn't quite want to play pro, got a job right away, finished their stuff, twenty-two to twenty, 
the 30-ish. There's guys that played mini tours. I mean, imagine how good a guy that was able to hang on the mini tours for eight years and then become a club pro. There's guys that play corn fairy, then there's guys that play tour or whatever. So there's 312 in this tournament. So it's more of a USAM vibe, right? Where there's massive mm-hmm. field, two courses, yeah. you know, that sort of deal. But dude, they take care of you like you can't freaking believe. Like the ball, you get the balls in the deal, like what ball you play. You play the Callaway, whatever, just like a tour event that, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Right. it's, 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 it's insane how good it is. And whatever, I shot like a pair of 73s. I played awful and it was, the course was tough, even made it into the PGA after four rounds, but dude, credit to these guys. They play their ass off in a lot of these sections, like where you live, bro, yeah. they're not even pegging it until no. they're still not a lot of the, I played with the yeah. head pro at, I, I played with assistant at Pine Valley. I sat by the guy, dude in the bar, assistant at Cypress Point, played with the director of golf at Shinnecock. Like, this is the best networking joint, like, on the planet. Yeah. I was yeah. like, he's like, I was like, what do you do? I was, I'm director of golf at Shinnecock. I'm like, bro, if, if you, wherever you want to drop it the whole week, like, I'm good with it. But just know that I'm going to be coming in hot with my boys and we're going to be wearing flip flops at Shinny on command, potentially. He's like, not going to happen, mate. And I was like, I know, I know, man. So you can drop back there. No, I'm just kidding. Awesome freaking guy. I mean, just they, these guys, these guys can can absolutely play. And it's amazing because the majority of these guys, a lot of them, especially like the directors of instruction, because a lot of directors of instruction make like zero dollars or minimal, but it's eat what you kill. Right. They give a the yeah. country club essentially provides them all the resources that they could need, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars worth of shit. And you can charge up to 200 a lesson. Well, just remember, like, if they're not working, they're not making money. So people are like, 100 a lesson for a kid or 200 a lesson. That's elitist, whatever. It's like, that's that's their job, man. And like, dude, when I was teaching like every single day for a while, six lessons, you know, a six, a six hour work day is not a long day. People do that all the time. But like lessons, you're paying attention to their shit like nonstop. Yeah. You're you know what I mean? In. It's yeah, yeah you're yeah. you're locked you're you're locked in, right? It's not like a, I'm at the therapist where they can just doze off and be like, "Well, tell me what you really feel." Quick nap. It's like, why did I shank that one after hitting ten good ones? I was yeah. like, "Well, it's because you right, suck." Right. But but I mean, it's like pure luck that you hit good ones. But I mean, you got to be <laughs> dialed. So I mean, I I, I think that like I, I have a way bigger appreciation for for the whole entire like system in general. And then there's hundreds of thousands of guys that are probably good enough to play in that. There's still good guys that could teach you or whatever. So, I mean, it was, it was an awesome event, man. It was, it was really fun to, uh, to watch it. And I think they cover it really well. I, uh, Steve Scott was there. I did a clinic after I MC hammered, not a clinic, but like a little deal on yeah, golf channel there. And he was, yeah. he was asking me some stuff and, and uh, you know, there it's, it was fun, dude. They did an awesome job. All right. That's my spiel. Back to the butt eyes. What were you, were you? Did you grind prior to it, JJ? Or like, I mean, I know you got a ton of shit going on. So, like well, so realistically, this is what, and I love where I live now, but this is what sucks. Also, I don't, I, I don't have like when I was in Fort Worth. There's more courses. I was playing all the time. I had a lot of competition yeah. between buddies. Keep you sharp, um, dude. I play golf. I think three times in Lubbock this year. So whatever. It's April. I played a lot on the road, like I did pro am in Mexico, like all these other things were at shadow Creek, yeah. unbelievable places, but it's like professional golf is probably the worst job you could pick to do part-time in the world. <laughs> like it is, yeah. it's yeah. no freaking joke. It's no joke. So I practiced, tried to play and you know, what's insane. Like I'm always pretty good chipper and putter and I don't even practice it. It's just like, 
I don't know. I've just been lucky enough to always be good at it. So all I did was practice ball striking. I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to kill people if I don't hit it straight out here because I haven't played a tournament. And I hit it better than I did when I played on the PGA Tour full time. No joke. Yeah. And I shot like two over. And I was like, <laughs> if I hit the green f- from the fringe on a chip, I was like fist pumping. And my dad, my dad caddied for me for like 15 holes. He had to go to the airport. He's like, fuck this. I'm out. And my brother, I had like four caddies in two days, but it was so, he was like, he was like, this is, he goes, he goes, this is the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. I was like, this is what not practicing shit full-time looks like dad. Like I was so grinding into my net and I was like, oh, I bet that shot looked good in the net. I was like, yeah, it looked good. I was freaking hitting it better than I ever had, but so many two putts from six feet, so many chips that barely got on the green from the fringe. Like it was the toughest of freaking scenes, bro. So what's what what's now to the to the Byron look like? Are we grinding? Are we? The, I have is to it gonna be the- I'm realistic. So yeah. so my buddy Brad Ralston that started Red Feather is going to caddy for me, and okay. he's 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 caddied before. He caddied for. I have a buddy David Bowen that he caddied for yeah. a few years back that lost in the f- semis of the U.S. Mid Am. So like you know legit okay. caddy and yeah, like yeah, they made legit, a could have run right. this like we're almost the Masters. So yeah. he knows what's up and he played sports and things like that. And yeah, he's going to be pissed if I suck ass. So at some point, at some point, which is probably not, I mean, I'm going to take tomorrow night. Is- I'm going to be, I'm going to be hung over from drinking just this bullshit that you sent me tomorrow. So tomorrow's a total chocolate up for a loss. <laughs> total on my end. Yeah. It's yeah. Like tomorrow's yeah. like some, yeah, tomorrow's a disaster. It's like a full rain out tour situation. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, you got two weeks. I got to get that. I mean, two and a I half gotta put, Dude, the good news is so I'm 40 years old and I know that's shocking to a lot of people. Yeah. And I get on track, like whatever, like I just have, we have all this stuff. Cause I had a shop at four golf and I was running golf entertainment stuff. And dude, my club had speed when I was down there, when I was swinging hard, I was swinging at like 126 miles an hour, 187 ball speed as hard as I could. So yeah. I hit it as far as I ever could normal one, like 121. So I was like, that's encouraging. That's awesome. Well, when you're barely chipping it on the green from the fringe and missing two putting every single footer you look at, like, doesn't mean oh, that much. Yeah, kiss your ass goodbye. Like, see you later, adios. Yeah, nice drive. Yeah, nice drive, nice five. That's what our boy Willie, you know, Willie Wilcox pod. You know, nice drive, nice five. Like literally. So I mean, I, I was just—it's it, it, a magical, demoralizing adventure when you do that. So I'm going to just make sure my short game is nails. And you know, the Texas tech practice facility, the short game area is just reserved for the team. And I permanently invited myself with no authority Mm. from anyone else coach, if you're listening to just show up and practice there, because I got, that's the only short game place in town. I got to be able to practice some short game. Usually it's like, I never practice because when you play every week, you can like a bunker shot. I haven't thought of about a bunker shot since I was a kid and I was, my bunker shots were mm-hmm. nails. It's fine. But when you just get a couple of bad chips, you're like, how was my technique on that chip? And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Who thinks about chipping technique? Total, total oh, assholes God. that miss. Yeah. Old guys, total assholes that suck at golf. <laughs> Who thinks about their stroke on a six footer? Like, Oh my God, this is a disaster. So I've got to mentally like, pulling my full Connor Murphy here for the next couple May 12th, dude, peg at May 12th. I was hoping in the PGA the next week, but if I win the Nelson, I'm still in the PGA. And if I somehow win the Nelson, I won't show my face again until Augusta and I'll be ready for that. (laughs) 
<laughs> just just go to Red Feather, grind, and then show up at Augusta. How great! I'd rather do. That. I mean, dude, that I, be- I, it's so much more fun for me. Like, dude, I've take I've run the gamut in golf. Like after played yeah. touring Corn Ferry PGA Tour, you know all that stuff for like over ten years, and then golf entertainment. You know, we technology development, golf entertainment, all the whole entire deal, teaching, and then like golf course development and construction. I mean, you've like done literally everything. everything. In- everything done everything yeah run a shop like like absolutely everything so i i like learning new stuff like it's just way more fun for me like i've told and it's no joke i've read i've read i've never read a book in my entire life not one because i can't i just can't do it like i can't i can't read do a book on tape i've never read a book like Mm -hmm. i have freaking all this learning situation but like I'm totally hands-on with stuff but like microsoft excel savvy all that i'm good with it but I couldn't remember three pages or whatever if I if I read yeah. it. So I have to learn in like different ways and it helps me. It's like good. It helps me with all these things. Learn them a lot faster. But I mean, it's the golf component with the Nelson. Yeah, for sure. I got to get my shit in gear before that starts. But I mean, I, I think. Dude, is this I the think first more- time, JJ, that you've had like, I mean, golf has always been your like life. Have, are you able to enjoy golf? I'm not talking like drunken. I mean, that's always fun. But like. Like going out to the PGA, yeah, and missing the cut. I I assume is not that it's fun, but it's like more fun than it. Like it's not oh, your dude. It's not how you make your life. So it's like you can go out and fuck around with Steve Scott on the range after your MC Hammer, rather than yeah. like at a tour event back when you had your card. The last thing you wanted to do was be anywhere near anybody doing anything outside of like trying to get better for next week. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially younger guys, like you're, you're just, there's this exception to the breed, like where, where guys aren't like this, but usually you're this entitled selfish guy and you have to be, to be successful. Like, I know that sounds stupid, but like you have, like it's an individual sport, right? Like it's not a team game. It's like, it's a freaking individual sport. Like what do I need to do to get better? Is a caddy part of the team or whatever for sure, but it's their, it's about the guy. Right. So it's like, what, what are, what are you going to do to get better all the time? And like the older you get, the more I played in these pro-ams fundraisers, like all this stuff, it's, it's like you appreciate the whole like synergies as a whole, especially the corporate component. And I know that sucks because golf is supposed to be this like wholesome deal, but professional golf and all these other things, it's like, dude, for a tournament, you got to have sponsors, right? Like without these guys, there's literally no event going on. Mm-hmm. I know people will pay yeah. tickets to watch you play or whatever, but where do you think the purse comes from? <laughs> like, I mean, it doesn't come from it ain't from it ticket sales. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't come from freaking ticket sales here. Right. There's like maybe five tournaments on the PGA tour that can come away with a purse from ticket sales. It's all TV money and sponsorship money and club endorsement money. And it's all like, how do you cater to servicing? Like what you need to do to help the thing as a whole. And that's like, dude, my pro like pro ams, I couldn't even tell you some of the guys that I played in pro-ams with where I was like, what a freaking dumbass, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I played in Pebble. I was playing a practice round in Pebble with Noda and you know, I was probably like, wait, whatever, younger on the PGA tour. And his partner was like Jerry Yang. And I look him up on my phone. He's like, Oh, founded Yahoo. I was like, I got a Yahoo email address, bro. Like that's our connection. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it'd be like, you just, I mean, think about it. Like he could have been like, I could have been like, Hey, I'm kind of down on my luck. Like, 
if I could just get a job making a couple million a year for yeah. Yahoo, like I'll, I'll totally get people to switch from Gmail to Yahoo emails. Like yeah. that'll be my lifelong mission type. But, but I mean, that's just all, all these people that you meet, it's freaking crazy. It's crazy because they can all play golf and it. And that's the way that kind of that all, that all works there. And I know you caddy for Mark and, and, you know, you've talked, he's talked about it when he's writing his little, uh, you know, not a blog, but straight up. Yeah. What is it? Blog? So you call it blog? Yeah. Article, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I can't read or write. So whatever, whatever the hell it's called. But, but I mean, yeah, talks about it. He understands the game as a whole more now, probably than he did 10 years ago, like without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. And like, you can see it too, man. It's like, whatever. It's like, why aren't these people sponsored? You know, why is there no sponsors for all this, you know, mini tour stuff, things like that. And it's like, dude, the sponsors go where the dollars are and the big guys go where mm-hmm. that is, but it's all connected. It's all freaking connected at yeah. the end of the day. All right, this Bud Ice, I'm about to freaking just, I got to drink right. something else. All right, Greg Norman calls you tomorrow, JJ. What are you doing? Um, asking him what he eats for lunch to have such a nice piece. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, if he making says, sure, hey, Ryan. Checking my, find my I, friends I mean, for my wife and making sure she's not within 60 miles of him. Yeah, I mean, everyone has a price, JJ. Everyone has a price. Yeah, is that a, that's on the list. That's on Mrs. A case of the Monday 2Q47G, whatever your Twitter handle is. Yeah. That thing is, we'll go down right. to infamy as dumpster. I, I mean, if, if Greg Norman called tomorrow and said, hey, Ryan, we're going to have qualifiers, and here's like, you know, X amount of dollars, I'd be like, fuck. I don't know. But let so me this, think this, about it. This is my take on this whole thing. And right. I, the politics aside, because politics sucks ass. Like, I hate it. I hate it when anyone talks about it because you're going to offend half the people. Like, you can't even yeah. religion, politic, whatever. There's a reason why bars are so fun. It's because everyone knows you don't talk about that shit at a bar. And if you do, you get your ass thrown to the curb. Like, see you later. That's why they're great. Because you're just going to argue. Like, what's the point of arguing? But politics aside, the merit of this situation is it can help a lot of developmental guys that don't have the opportunity to play on the PGA tour. They want the PGA tour. They want the big guys, but like Robert Garrigus is crazy for not wanting to play. Like he wanted his release or whatever. And I don't know if he's on the list or whatever he was, but I mean, dude, Saudi money, all these other things, you know, they're involved in everything around the world. And you don't even know it probably a bunch of stocks you own or whatever it is. There's, there's that money. I get the fact that, that, what was said by Phil and he was kind of the front runner for it. That's what, that's what was kind of the, the dumpster fire component. It was him actually talking bad about them in general. And I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, your colleague wrote about it. It wasn't, it wasn't people like when it first came out, people were like mixed bag. Oh, they're canceling him because he's playing over there. It was like, no, they're canceling him because he actually said bad things about them. Not because he's playing (laughs) over there. Like the cancel cancel season is for a totally different reason than what you think cancel season is for. So, so, I mean, that part, that part was, was whatever, you know, unfortunate, that that happened because I think everybody loves watching watching him play in general. He's it's he's polarizing, yeah, yeah. right? It's like you can't take your yeah, eyes off him. It's fun sure. to watch. Yeah. And but but if somebody called me to play over there and they're playing, I I don't even what was first place four million dollars with twenty five yeah, guys million. playing or some shit. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Forty eight I mean, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want you to put words I mean, in anybody's mouth that you know or whatever. But if if you if if somebody let's call it me just because I'm more desperate than anyone else that you probably know. It's $4 million. And you said, Hey, I'm going to fly you out to England and we're going to play for 25 yeah. million with no cut. 
and put you yeah. up in a hotel and fly, you know, PJ or first class or whatever. And there's a good opportunity for you to make some money, continue your career. What the hell are you going to do? Give me a freaking break. Yeah. If you say no, exactly. you know, it's great for you that you said no, if there's a principal component to you, but like literally it could help you come back to the States and do a bunch of qualifying yeah. shit. Yeah. Buy another beer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's zero, zero chance at any, you know, a, a top, let's say, 125 player just sent me a message that just said, that's a lot of money. That's all it said. Yeah. Like, he never said, I'm going, never said anything. It's just like, like that's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking crazy. And then, like, once Robert Garrigus wins this lawsuit that they can't block him from the from the PGA Tour, or, you know, can't ban him from the PGA Tour, the floodgates will open up. Yeah. Well, I think it... I think it's one of those things that this is what this happens everywhere. Everyone is going to be so pissed off the people that are upset about it for yeah. in the, in the essence of time that we're here on golfing earth, it's going to be one second of time. Like no one will give yeah. a shit in 10 years if everyone's playing there. And you know, it, it all started because Greg Norman, Greg Norman was the face of the PGA tour for years and years and years. And he wanted to start a tour a long time ago, and it's well-documented, that had the best guys in the world because they made all the money, and they were going to have a handful of events, right? And the PGA Tour is like, yeah. no, block, you know, all these things. Essentially what they're doing right now. What does the PGA Tour do a couple of years later? WGC. What is it? W- I mean, <laughs> on, what is a WGC? It's literally that's what it is, right? That is what it yeah. is. It's a yeah. best players in the world, free money event. You know, thanks for making your tea time. Here's 75 grand as long as you, you know, yep. make your, you don't even Show have to up. make your tea time. I don't think. Yeah. You're just like, here's yeah, 75,000. What, what wasn't it? Burger. Day. Wasn't it burger? Somebody hit like the opening tee shot and then walked off. Cause he, he had to have one shot or whatever. And it was a big controversy at WGC, whatever. But, well, the match play yeah. one was Paul Casey. Like he had match play. He like oh, yeah, he yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah. He hit like just a, uh, Healy flare down the right side. And he's like, you know, handshake season, like off to the bar. <laughs> Thanks for my 75 racks. <laughs> Who's the best foreplay for the people uh, guest? Smiley was fucking great. Smiley was really God, dude. I'm, I yeah, mean, no. it's, it's for right. the people. For the people. It's all right. A lot of fours in here. Um, yeah. I don't, couldn't tell you what foreplay was. All right. No, just kidding. Good guys. <laughs> Let me think here. Smiley... Let me tell you something. I'm pissed off at myself because John, John and I are so like, if you have to say, you know, summarize your pod, like the Apple description would say non-fact based and disorganized. Like that's literally what it should say. Yeah, but, that's, the entire deal. but that's also what it, what yeah. sells. Every, I mean, like that's why it's so popular. Well, our my, you know, cousin editing it, our internet shit, like all these things I'm sitting in my beer house, like, hope this even works with Lubbock Wi-Fi. Like it was full AOL, like, like situation. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you this, let me tell you something about Smiley. And I know he did a pod with, um, God, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong, the wrong name, yeah. but, but he did one before, but it was all swing mechanic related. Right. And okay. it was a cool journey 
for him, we after we were done, and if you guys want to listen to the Smiley, you know, the King of Spring Break, I think is what we called it. We talked about all that stuff. But yeah. the cool thing about Smiley is, dude, he's been through the ringer, man. And I know you've tweeted him with with him or talked with him. Have you talked with him before yeah. or tweet or? Oh yeah. So he's yeah. yeah yeah. So he's he's just he's a A plus solid dude, and he's going to do some commentary mm-hmm. on the PGA. It'll be fun to hear him. And you know he he had the world like by the nuts, man. He he got his went through corn Ferry tour. Um, he won the Las Vegas when I think it was still a fall finish tournament, maybe. Right. So like right after getting yeah. his card or whatever, he wins. <clears throat> He's in the final group of the masters on a Sunday in 2016 shoots an 81 without really, he talked about it without really playing that bad. He like, he, I think he might've souped one on 12 or something and made a big number, but whatever, a couple like foul balls, but he was almost there and he played with Spieth and Spieth kind of had that meltdown on the 12th hole. Um, But, but he, he, we started talking when we were done about like, what are you doing, bro? Like what's, you know, what, what are you trying to accomplish? And it was one of those deals where every, some swing instructor will be like, I swear to God, I know what you were doing when you're playing your best. And as a player that's struggling, what are you going to do? As soon as someone says that, like you're doing, you're doing this, now and this is what you were doing i can help you like get to there well human nature you're going to be like shit get me back to there right like that's where i want to yeah. go and and it happened twice and it was you know it was like wrist angles and get your wrist in this position well what happens you well you fuck up your wrist naturally right or or it's you know you're trying to do this and then something else is just you're like well that's not the same and obviously you know you're getting older your body's not the same blah 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 but dude is still pretty young and finally, right now, like he sent us, like I saw a swing video or whatever. He's swinging at it good, man. And goes without saying, and he'll admit it, and everyone will that's played golf, there's a mental component to it, right? Like if you've yeah. been through the ringer, like psychologically, I don't care if you're freaking swinging like Jesus and Tiger Woods 2000 had a baby. If you're out of it mentally, like you could potentially yeah. not score, right? So I think he's in a good spot and like, I, I, you know, just a plus dude cheering for him. I mean, when you're sponsored by Natty light, why the hell would you not want to cheer for that guy in general? (laughs) I mean, is there a better sponsorship? Like we talked like two guys like boo, boo, dude, boo would come on with you and and booze, booze. Everybody loves, like we talked to boo for a while and, you know, he talks about fighting the orangutan, but boo is smart as shit. And like, you know, I'll start talking to these golf questions with him because whatever i talk golf for a while a long time still do and boo's left-handed you know a lot of people don't realize that he's got one of the purest most natural swings and his uh pd's you know pd will be like oh this is the you know x blade on the screw of the whatever deal fix a lawnmowers like upside down blindfolded i couldn't tell you what that shit was but boo had some sort of like mechanism or whatever that his shop teacher when he was like in high school taught him you know, to swing a golf club, but this thing, he, it was like this homemade contraption or whatever. And Boo was always a lefty and this was a righty and he got in there. And I mean, he's, he just had this groove swing and it's never, it's never gone away from it. I mean, it's freaking crazy, dude. The game of golf is nuts, man. It's nuts. By the way, as we're recording this, Smiley shot 73 today in the corn fairy event, which I mean, is he had, uh, for people that don't know, Smiley's had the, has the driver yips, and he, he made no doubles today. So that would yeah. that would usually mean that he didn't have any any yips. But I mean, the fact that he's just grinding out there is you know, I mean, 
I hate to be serious on this pod with JJ, but Smiley, always be a fan of him. My son had brain surgery, and Smiley sent uh, a signed hat to him. And my kid wore it for like two months straight after he had brain surgery. Yeah. So, dude, I, I can't say enough good stuff. stuff about. Yeah, I can't say enough good stuff about him. Just like you are. I mean, fucking a plus guy. You know, one of the best guys yeah. ever. He talked about the spring break trip, and he said he was first alternate. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he said like him and jordan like knew each other but like not really and they played they played in the masters the final day and they were like hey bro like i'll see you at baker you know what i mean like during the round or whatever after yeah. they're both at, i'll see it like somebody was supposed to go in there so it was ricky i guess they all knew in jt but some he was an alternate he's like yeah i'm like first alternate bro like i guess i'm going on the trip or whatever. it's like way more fired about being first alternate at baker's bay spring break than being first alternate to get in the u.s open or whatever i mean shit I mean, U.S. Open is just gonna just gonna punish you, but but I mean, the other guy and and that you know, and he's one of my you know really good buddies. Is Brendan Todd has has gone like back and forth like twice, and he'll yeah. tell you about it. Um, and he's done awesome stuff um, with uh, dude. Why am I? What the hell? Ward. Uh, what's his name? Well, w- Ward. Ward. Bradley Hughes. And Bradley. Yeah, Bradley. Yeah, Bradley Hughes and Ward have been awesome, yeah. but you know, and he was talking about it, like he would miss a, the green with a, he would hit a drive down the middle and miss the green with a four iron by 50 yards or something like mm-hmm. that. A dead solid yeah. shot. Like the club face was just in, you know, taught club face control. And, and I was, I was with him. I think we we're about the same age and he won on whatever corn Ferry tour, got on the PGA tour and then missed a mil, a bunch of cuts, like a million cuts and then mm-hmm. he freaking wins Q school and wins the Byron Nelson and then misses a million cuts again. And now he's yep. been fire again, like the last about four years. It's a dude. It's a crazy fucking game, man. Streaks like that are insane. I, uh, my Brendan Todd story is like, I'd started the account and whatever. I go to the rocket mortgage in 2019 Monday and we play a, a practice round with him. And I just remember thinking like, what the fuck is this guy doing out here? Like, yeah. I mean, like, what is he doing? And like, there was, you know, again, 15 holes of, of like good solid pro golf. And then three holes of like <laughs> three holes of like what in, you know, like a 15 handicapper doesn't play like that, you know? And I mean, a half a year later, the dude's winning on the PGA tour again. It's just, it's a wild, what a fucked up sport it is. It's awesome. Dude. I, I read a, I read a uh, little excerpt of one of the only things I've read in my whole entire life. And like Jimmy Roberts did a deal called like breaking the slump. And I was reading about uh, Steve Stricker or something like somebody sent it to me and, you know, Strick Strick, He was, he's been the same putter forever. Literally not only the same putter literally has had the same putter, right. For like years and years and years, it's like old school odyssey, white hot number two. And he, uh, he was a duck hooker, right? So like he, when he started off the ball curved, all these other things, but he, he locked himself like in the shed in Wisconsin in the freezing ass cold and like invented a swing where like he couldn't have swing yips. Like all he could do was duck hook, like on the tee duck hook, like, like this, this lady that was got won $5 million for getting all these golf balls in her house. Like if Steve Stricker was hitting drives there in an exhibition, there'd be fucking 40,000 golf balls through her window, like nothing but duck hooks. Right. And he like, he invented this no hook little sweeper and became this amazing, not only wedge player, always was a good putter, never lost his touch. 
and freaking just he started i don't know how many times he won in his 40s but it was insane he was a better yeah. go- way better golfer like not yeah. as good as vj I mean, was if he in didn't his 40s, just get sick insane. he'd still be yeah i mean if he didn't just get sick and have some fucking illness that almost killed him like he'd be yeah. top tening right the the six starts he had or makes on the pj tour four would be fucking top tens he wins it on the champions for probably seven times a year. Like, I mean, yep. the dude is in, I mean, whatever, a plus guy anyhow, but, but it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy freaking, uh, crazy freaking game, man. That's, that's it. But he, uh, he was, he's fun to watch. I mean, all that stuff. I like watching you and, you know, you talk about, you know, some guys, they don't, they don't know like when to mail it in like young kids, you know, they'll get married, have a family like that might force their hand to like not play or whatever or go get a job. But it's crazy how many guys like figure it out and not only figure it out, but like potential Hall of Fame careers late. Yeah. I mean, it's insane, yeah. man. It's absolutely yeah, it insane. So that's pretty fun. Are, to, fun to witness. All right. Are you what I mean, like next year is going to be just like full red feather. Are you going to play a bunch of section events? What's the what's the golfing side of J.J.? going forward yeah so um i'll play some section some section null events Ooh, sorry gonna get but, tough yeah but ice is but ice is really really kicking it here but um i'll play some sectional stuff but or just the majors so hopefully i get in the pga from the pga club pro championship now and yeah. then you know our section championship you get in the nelson so that was awesome too but i will i'm not gonna do dude i did so many qualifiers you follow qualifiers like I, I was yeah. so lucky. I didn't have to really do many for my whole entire time when I was playing, getting through Q school. And that's a freaking grind, man. I was like one for like 30. And I think I shot under par, like 28 of the rounds or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean shit <laughs> like two, yeah. three, 400 par is just like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, we're, I'm, I'm running the kind of the operational component at, at Red Feather Golf Club opening up. So that'll be fun, man. How about, what are you awesome, looping dude. next? Are you a full-time looper or what are you doing? I don't, anyone yeah, basically. That? I mean, well, full-time Monday. I mean, Mark, speaking of people who, you know, shoot 67 every time or 68 and miss by two. Mark? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it, you know. Two, well, he shot one over after, as most people know, like once you're out of it, it's hard to really grind. But, yeah, it was like 67, 68, 68 the last three Mondays. You know, missed by one, missed by two, missed by one. What are yeah, you that's do? the that's the shit that happens. That's the part where it's unfortunately it's like you put all your eggs in one basket for like Q school or something. And you're like, well, shoot, those yeah. scores you get through all that sort of thing. But but yeah, it's just you know, hang tough scenario. And obviously the you know getting into pebble making cut was really cool for you guys. But that shit could go change. Like the Mex, did you guys do the Mex? You did Mexico qualifier, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you Mark was, you're like, doing all P, you're doing all PJ tour. There's no reason to not do PJ tour stuff now, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you and I have talked about this. You, I think you probably said it before I did. Like halfway about once you're, if you're a corn ferry member, I get like at the beginning of the season trying the like the first like say seven corn ferry Mondays because if you get in, you can reshuffle pretty quickly and like have a full season. Once you hit about one third of the season, I have no idea why not. Every corn ferry member just doesn't go play every PJ Tour Monday. Like you got to have one good week, and you're in the corn ferry finals. Like that's I, it. I, like I tell all these young kids that, and young—I mean, everyone knows that young kids are stupid. But I tell them all—I tell them this every single time. And I was like, "Listen, 
I'm old and I'm going to tell you this. You're, you're going to play better courses. It's just yep. as like at worst, at absolute worst, it's the same difficulty level at worst. Sometimes it's Might better. Be They'll limit it to one. Hold on, hold on. Easier. It's not, well, I'm not trying to say it's easier, but it's, you know, like in, th- in theory, it's easier because it's one course. In theory, yeah. it's easier because it's one course, right? Mm-hmm. And if you get in, you play for eight million bucks. Like it's it's just, and then they have the unofficial FedEx 200 ranking. I get the part where early, a guy, kid, yep. whatever, wants to do it to try to get shuffled in. Like goes without saying, that makes that makes sense. I mean, yep. but I would say like do that if it's convenient. Like if there's a qualifier close to you, do that. But especially where you guys are making, I mean, you have, so you have like unofficial FedEx cup points. I don't know how many, I don't yep. know what it is, but there's something. And dude, yeah, you I get mean, into- Mark has a start in Barracuda and has already made a cut. There's zero sense for him to go chase corn Ferry Monday. Zero, like none. Yeah. Like there, there's zero. Like, so like if he, if he probably got in and top 10 and it was even like the end of the top tens, like 10th, that's yep. that's almost enough to get two hundredth, I would yep. say, pretty damn close. Exactly on yep. on Corn Ferry Tour. So, so that's that's what I would that's what I would tell those guys listening, you know, with status with status to to do that. But it just doesn't. The thing that that makes people not do it is the prequal. Like if they if they have to prequal, that's just an extra yep. shit. It probably turns into almost a week, bro, of a trip oh, because uh, isn't yeah. the prequal two or three days before? You uh, and sometimes if you have multiple pre queues, depending on which one you get, it might it's basically a week because you got it. I mean, it is a week. Sometimes some pre queues are on Tuesday, like yeah. you either got to fly home or you're stuck in you know some place for a week with no place to practice. But if you have a if corn you, ferry membership, then there's no zero chance you should not just go play PJ Tour Mondays no. about halfway through the season. I agree. If you could fix it, and I've like I've talked to these guys a bunch, and it. It could happen, I think, but I'm a genius and they're not. If you could fix a corn ferry tour qualifying, the PJ tour qualifying, I think is fair. Like it's a one rounder, mm-hmm. like it's meant to be, you know, guns yeah. blazing type scenario. But if you could fix corn ferry tour qualifying, what what would you do? Yeah, it needs, it's got to have a pre-qualifier. And uh, I mean, you got to, you got to have all the men, maybe like, maybe all the members in one JJ or something. I mean, like, I don't know. But it definitely has to have a pre-qualifier. I mean, fucking today there was like three nineties, you know? Yeah. So when I started off and had no status, like right when I turned pro, they were they were all on two courses with six on each course. No, no. There were 14 spots. There were two courses with yeah, seven, seven on each on, course. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then some, like one out of every five, there were 14 on one course, right? So yeah. it still would take three under four under mm-hmm. or whatever. But what I would do, and it protects, it makes this now that you can't get your PJ tour. I think Q school is horrible now. Like I don't like, I yes. know it's, I know it's emotional and it's stressful and like guys have the same nervous stuff they have, but like it sucks. You can't get your PJ tour card, but you got to make it worth something getting to finals. Now you have guys, kids that miss by, I think one, you'll probably get into stuff, but it, at some point, but two, you're probably not getting into anything on your number. If you, if you're at least get to corn Ferry tour finals 
and there are 14 spots or 20 spots, and they don't even have to hold them all for members. But if there's 20 spots, that makes a huge difference. And then members have priority to sign up. It's like, hey, members, you better sign up by, you know, two days before. Yeah. And then everyone else after that could get in. If somebody that's yeah. not a member has made a cut, you know, they're automatically in whatever. And then it's just full. And then it then it actually means something. And then kids that that played their ass off that are young that missed by two can actually get shuffled in. And I don't know why the hell they do that. Because if you're barely getting into corn fairy events, you're you're kind of playing like shit. I get you might not have had a good opportunity, but at the same time, if you haven't, if there's 14 spots at the qualifier, you still have an opportunity, right? So like yeah. they they can do that. Or they can do what you said and had a prequal. But the Corn Ferry Tour is a little trickier because I think these kids yeah. need to play mini tours when they don't get in just to like have experience. But if you have a 14, 14 banger and the field is smaller, but they but they have they'll, they'll, more guys will end up getting the qualifier. Anyway, I just yeah, fixed I it. Think, I don't want to listen. Yeah. I always think JJ also is like what I've said is like, I think it's worse to get to final stage and play like shit than miss it second because – like once you miss it second, you're like, okay, I'm just going to go grind out minis and save money and go back to Q school, maybe mix in a Monday here, Monday there. You finish like dead last or like hundredth, let's say at, at Corn Fair, you like have this pressure that you're a member. So you go chase every fucking Monday on the Corn Fairy tour. And all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, why am I down? You know, haven't played any events, shot 68 every time and I'm down 12 th- thousand dollars you know it's just like i don't know well in your scenario where i will respectfully disagree because you and i both know the answer if you finish last at third stage is to do every single pga tour monday because you don't have to do yeah that's so true yeah like that's what you do just if you finish last at finals you don't have to do pre-qualifying and if you can play well and believe in your game like let's be honest one week changes your life yeah, it's yeah. it's cheaper to travel to PGA Tour qualifiers because you're flying into bigger cities. Yeah. The courses are better, you know, and then one week can potentially change your life and yeah. you don't have fields to Fields are smaller. Exactly. Fields are smaller. There's more people who are on the back end of their career. Yeah. All that kind of shit. It's like So that that's an ace up the sleeve is is last at finals just needs to say, Hey, they yep. got to look at it as a positive. I'm doing PGA Tour qualifiers yep. only, right? So like yep. LFG, yep. let's go. Where if you miss by yep. one, you might be more screwed because you're like, damn it, I got to stick to corn fairies because yep. I think I'm going to fucking yep. get into my number when it's uh, the summer. I'm going to get into seven events, so I got to fucking yeah. stick around. That's yeah. it. That could happen, man. I mean, God, JJ, smart. Two geniuses. Yeah, I know. Yeah. JJ, uh, you got enough shit going on. You've talked for an hour and 15 minutes. You've drank seven beers. No, I uh, yeah, maybe. Thanks for your whatever. thanks for your time, dude. You you're awesome. Huge fan. You know that. Awesome. Red Feather. What is it? What's the website? Redfeather.com. Red. No, Feather. Red Feather. Red Feather GC. Yeah, RedFeatherGC.com. All membership information. We talked. Seems like two days ago when we talked about it, but um, can't wait to get that going. King Collins first private club opening. Lubbock, Texas. Byron Nelson uh, season. Are you guys doing the? Are you guys yeah. doing the Monday for that? Oh yeah. Are you guys going to be? Oh in? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I might have to. Yeah. Give, if I, I mean, if I keep if I keep chipping and putting the way I am, I might just give you my spot if I if they allow me to like bequeath <laughs> my spot to you guys. <laughs> we'll get in. I mean, like, there's a good chance we get in. You, I mean, like, for those that don't know, sponsors exemptions Monday qualifiers usually paired together. Often the worst fucking tea time. I mean, always the worst tea time. So. 
if we get in, there's a good chance that JJ and Mark will be paired together. So, uh, for the people God. podcast, Red Feather, <laughs> the fucking guy never stops. Like, just never stops. I don't know how he does it. You're the man, Dude, JJ. thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, amigo. I enjoyed it, and uh, keep up God's work. Fun to follow. Fun to watch. All right. All right. Just want to thank Good Walk Coffee, goodwalkcoffee.com, promo code FIREPIT.